All right, before the show starts, once again, Devin and I are writing songs for Christmas. Now, we're not writing Christmas songs unless you want us to, but what we will do is you can send in your lyrics, you can send in your ideas, uh, you can just say, hey, write a song about this, and we will write a song for you, and you can give it as a present, you can keep it for yourself, give it a present to yourself. Uh, we did this last year, it is so fun for us, and I cannot tell you how awesome it was to hear from all the folks that we wrote the songs for, and giving a song to their wife, or their spouse, or husband, or their children, it just really worked out great. Uh, not to toot our own horn, but Devin and I are, do have some skills with writing some music, so why not give that loved one or yourself a great present this Christmas and uh, you know, send them a song. You, you will basically get to help write it. Come up with an idea. Come up with one lyric if you want, two lyrics, a whole song. We'll put music to it and sing it for you to an acoustic guitar. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Go to the website right now, songrescue.com. It is a good deal, but they're going to go quick, so order now. Uh-oh, did you send us your song? It's song Rescue, what you gonna My name do? is Devin Shelton. My name is Toby Morrell. You your song is Drowning. It's Song Rescue, and we're about to hook you what up. You it's Song Rescue. Let's do it. Song Rescue. Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm about to Song Rescue. Yourself and me A brand new way to live vicariously That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. It's Song Rescue again. Again. And as you just heard, we're going to be breaking down our own song. What? The song Safe. Yeah, we talked about it on the Bad Christian Podcast as well, so you can go there and hear Matt's ideas and thoughts about it uh -huh. but it's a pretty heavy song and matt didn't really want to talk about it because he gets emotional <laughs> and Devin, you wrote the song so i thought why not come here to song rescue let's talk about this song safe yep and uh it might you know if it gets a little emotional it's supposed to i mean we're emory that's what we've always been about is emotion yep. and relationships and living and dying and hurting and pain and joy and god and all those things are part of our repertoire when it comes to our lyrics now also well uh i wanted to tease you guys give a little tease as well that uh, we are going to let some of the listeners yep. uh, from the Song Rescue actually song rescue some of these new songs. So yep. we got some folks who are in the Bad Christian Club and some folks that are in the that have supported us with the Patreon that are going to uh, break down our songs. They might make fun of us like we do them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested to see what they'll say too. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, you folks listening right now, you'll get one of your brothers or sisters is going to come on here and maybe destroy one of the new Emory songs. So that'll be cool in the future. But that's in the future right now. Devin, you ready to break down this song? I guess I am, Toby. Let's do it. Music for you. Yeah. Music for you. Wait a minute. It can't end there. Music for you. Music for you. Music for you. Yeah. Music 
Okay, so Devin, um, let's do the let's do it this way. I'll kind of ask you some questions and then you answer them, and then I'll say my little input that I had on the on this song as well, or different spots where I had input as well. But the 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 very first thing I I, I think as a songwriter is when you went to write this song, did you first of all tell the tell the folks at home what the song is about? Uh, the song is about my mom and just because she passed away about almost two years ago now, I guess it's kind of crazy, but um, yes. So I wrote it about her and I mean, it's, it's a bit of a, I guess a bit of a, a, some depth to the story, but I was just always thinking about how I grew up in, you're the same as me, Toby, but we grew up in the South. It was kind of a low income <clears throat> community. It was, it was not a whole lot going on. And yep. so I wrote it about her and her life and she grew up poor and she had she she wrote songs she had she wrote lyrics she kind of had dreams of not being a a singer but kind of being a songwriter and dreams like that that never came to fruition just because life kind of got in the way um she had pretty pretty rough life uh looking back on it so i wrote it about her and just kind of the dreams that she never got to live that i kind of wanted to live for her um and so yeah. that's basically what the song's about. And that's the that's the line. Right. I wanted to show you the world through my eyes and you could live vicariously right. through basically your your experience. Right, exactly. It's interesting. A lot of times I think I, I definitely relate to that. Our families are so similar, like small church. Like your dad was a pastor of a very small church, 30, yep. 40 people. My Paul, same thing. Very charismatic church, hellfire and brimstone. Kind of poor, grew up nickel and diamond, everything yep. they could to, you know, try and survive. And uh, it, it is interesting when I think back to uh, it's, it. I thought it was kind of neat that you chose the word safe because I did feel like that's the way my family tried to be, too, because it was everything was always kind of rough right. and hard. And, and so like they they did not want me to move away and go to Seattle. That's dangerous. That's not safe. They, you know, even maybe going to college. I should have my dad, you know, probably even thought, hey, what are you doing this school thing for? Go straight to work. And right. that way you can make money. And, you know, maybe he was right. <laughs> <laughs> All these years later, I'm still paying that decision <laughs> off. But uh, it is interesting that you use the word safe because I think that's in a lot of ways. I always remember thought of my grandparents the same way. They just played it safe, man. Like uh, even though they had dreams and aspirations and all this yeah. stuff, it almost seemed too dangerous to take a chance. Like right. if you take a chance and it fails, everything goes away. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you yeah. do love your kids. Like your mom loved you and your and your brothers and sisters. And um, so she – decided hey i'll be the one that hears the rock or you yeah know, i'll be the one that's the provider and, and i'll be the protector the mother hen in a way yeah exactly so I think that, that even the title is pretty powerful it's crazy because i mean like your parents they're scared for you like they they yeah don't want you to uh, get hurt or you know get yourself in trouble like by doing right. things that are risky but at the same time they want what's best for you so that was always interesting about my mom and my relationship is she was always scared. Like my mom was a worrier. She was always scared. Right. But yep. she would, once I got into whatever it was we were doing and we, and she saw that we were okay and that we were being somewhat successful at what we were doing, then she was like, yes, this is awesome. She was super supportive of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was that initial um, risk and transition that always got her. But once it got past those hills and some of the obstacles, then she was like, she would be like your biggest fan you know what i mean yeah totally all right let's play a little bit more of the song all right so at the beginning we here we played a little bit of the intro and now i'm gonna fast forward a little bit to kind of I don't, I don't know what you want to call this part we used to look 
I'd probably call this the chorus, I guess. I love the energy how your out builds. Yeah. Stop it right there. Uh, so you said that was the chorus, or you were thinking of that as the chorus. And I don't want to fast forward too much. One of the things I think is so cool about that part is it's a repeated line, so it's like a double chorus. Yeah. But the first one is kind of soft and, and and more mellow, and then it picks up with a little bit of distortion guitar, and it feels a little less energy. But then it it it's, it's kind of teases you because it doesn't keep, stay heavy. Right, right. Light that once shine slowly dim. And that dimmed lyric there works so because the actual volume dims there too. And it goes back to, you know, it's yeah. it's definitely a little bit more aggressive coming up right. in, in the next verse than the first verse. But uh, it's still, it almost teases because it doesn't go heavy. And you almost want, you think, okay, here goes Zamory, big old, you know, uh, guitars and drums. And it, it, it calms back down. Right. Was that intentional there? Yeah, definitely. I remember when we were working on this musically in Seattle, uh, I guess it was a couple years ago now, but um, I remember we had, you know, because typically you would like for an emo type song, you'd probably, I, we would have done that soft chorus and then maybe already go back to a verse. Yeah. You're like, you don't right. want to re repeat. It's, yeah. You know, you don't want to give too much away kind of thing. And so, but then we kind of had the idea to kind of come in full and kind of do the same thing again to make it feel a little different. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's like it kind of gives this huge teaser of like, whoa, this is getting heavy all of a sudden, and then it drops back down. So I think that was intentional musically, and it just so happened to work out, you know, with the lyrics as well there. So And this funny thing, too, about that part is when I first wrote those lyrics, we used to look at the stars. I thought, this is too cheesy. I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought, I can't say <laughs> yeah. this. This is like cheesy. I just don't think it's going to work. Obviously, the content of the song kind of formed around it, and it, and it did work. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, funny. that's so funny you say that because, uh, you you know, I'm always a stickler and, and I'm always worried. I always question, are my lyrics too cheesy? On some of the songs on this album, the same thing. But when I heard that song, and maybe it's because I know you so well, I literally was thinking, and people will think I'm making this up, Devin grew up on a street called Pink Deal Mill Road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was thinking about your house, uh, and I know I was just thinking at night, right. and you being a young kid, and like everybody just standing outside. We grew up in the country, especially you. You were farther out than me. Yeah, you could see the stars. Oh, like you yeah. actually it, almost any night you could look up, and you you would actually. I mean, think about that. Back in the eighties, even nineties, there wasn't as much of anything, right. so the lights were less. You could see all that stuff, and so I really took it as. Like factual, like yeah. you standing outside yeah. with your mom and dad or whatever, actually looking at the stars. I mean, just say like I could hear your dad or your mom going, Look, "How far is that?" And we can see that. <laughs> we can see that old star up there, and it's that far away. Right. My gosh, you know, one or, you know, or something like that. that yeah. You know, I, my my papa or somebody would say that's you know God doing little pinpricks up in the sky, <laughs> letting the light shine through or something. Yeah, for you sure. know what I mean? It's funny. I mean, so that I, that is very true because it, it was a it is a literal thing. I mean. I'm not saying my mom and I stood out there necessarily and talked about our dreams or anything like that, but it is a metaphorical and literal in a sense of like, you're right. I mean, that was a time that was simpler. You know, it was a simple right. time that you could stand outside. It was kind of awe-inspiring to look up and you could see you weren't distracted by as many things, I guess. 
when we were kids, yeah. you know? And so, uh, but at the same time, kind of looking beyond, looking to the future, like what's going to happen? What's this, what's this life right. going to hold kind of thing? So yeah, that's interesting that you thought about Pink Deal Mill Road though. <laughs> I, I know. I, I was just thinking a little, Devin, just standing there, you yep. know, looking up and not, cause, cause you're right. I didn't even think about that part. How, how crazy is it now to look up at the stars and you look around the people standing with, and the light that you see, the light is from their phone. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, that's what you do. You just take pictures and you look at your phone and it's all those innocent moments of not knowing almost are gone. Like right. just thinking about just, you know, speculating about stars and what they are or, you know, being a little, you know, everybody just talking and it, it not meaning so much. Like now you just look you, like Matt. Remember we were standing outside. Oh yeah. Somewhere. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, And, and he just, hit, I was like, what's that star? Matt holds up his phone. It shows it's you the an constellation app. it is. <laughs> and, yeah. It's an app. And I'm like, man, I can't even look at the stars now without getting information. <laughs> I just want to go, man, that's pretty. I know. Instead, I got information about what it is, how far it is from Earth, you know, yep. what the, the people decide the constellation. It's crazy. <laughs> you don't have these simple moments anymore. Right, right. That is that is it's very really interesting in- because, I mean, I mean, in a good – obviously things are great and, be, and, you know, improving and all that, but you're right. I mean, there's, just, there's something about that, that that sticks with you. Now, I'm sure our kids will have those moments they look back on that are similar in a different way. Yeah. But to us, it's like, man – it's just simple stuff. Now, I did want to ask you, and I know, uh, and you don't have to answer in these questions if you don't want to, but um, I was thinking, like, when you, when your mom passed, mm-hmm. did the thought ever cross your mind, I, I might write a song about this? Did you think, no, I never will? How did, how did you end up deciding, I am going to write a song about my mother and, and her passing? Uh, I don't think I ever was against it or anything. I wasn't thinking, you know, obviously, early on, I wasn't thinking anything specifically about it but obviously big situations in your life you know are inspirations for you know whatever your artistic outlet is so to me it's not it's not something um I don't know if it's like having kids or what I mean I know that changes things dramatically but I kind of and I was talking to Matt about this the other day too is like I kind of enjoy being emotional now you know what I mean like I almost like it feels good to me Something opened up inside that you never really had right. as much, or yeah, right. Like you know what I mean. When you have kids, yeah. you feel a little different, and things are different. Like I don't, you know, I'm, and, and you, you know, you be a tough guy you know, when you're younger, like my dad or whatever. But now that I have kids and some things, maybe I'm getting older too, that I don't mind being emotional as much. Like I, if I'm crying or something hits me hard, it's like, yeah, that's just that feels good to yeah. kind of get that out. So. When my mom passed, you know, that was probably even another layer that was kind of peeled back. It's like, oh, okay, now this is a whole nother emotion that I get to feel good and bad. You know what I mean? So I yeah. kind of enjoy the process of, of being able to get that out, you know, lyrically and just kind of think about it. Like, how did this actually affect me? And looking back on her life a little bit yeah, and kind of just drawing from that, you know. Um, I will say, too, and so well, let's talk a little bit about the song. We'll get into this last part, too, because I had – uh, a part more than that vocally uh, and tell you my thoughts on the, the, yeah. the end of the song. But uh, I did want to say, I thought what's really interesting too, the guitar here reminds me of our first record of weeks in like the dee, 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 yeah. dee, dee, dee. you know, it's, it's that moving. Yeah, it's, I agree. it's not, ele- I mean, it's not uh, distorted. It's clean guitar, but it's really moving. And even though uh, it, it, it's just a hair aggressive, like it, you know, and you're right. singing really pretty over it. Did you uh, call back to your older years or anything like that? Like to give Two two questions I have. One, th- tell us a little bit about your guitar choice decisions, and then how did the drums 
pop up into your brain too or or how did how did you and Dave communicate about the drums as well um well the guitar was had I mean when I the only real guitar parts that I wrote are the 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 first verse the just the real simple do 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 you know like just sitting there with an acoustic guitar right. I just thought it sounded really empty and open and and it felt vulnerable like yeah. like the song was and then um some of the moving stuff on the chorus uh, had was mostly Chris, and so I think he kind of interpreted because I think originally I was just kind of we were just kind of strumming right. on the demos, and it was kind of just a pretty like soft strum kind of thing. And I really like what Chris came up with there because you're right. I've heard a lot of people say that reminds them of the Weeks in and it reminds them of early Emery, early emo stuff, which I really like. And then the drums, the second uh, verse. I, I, I told Dave, I was like, it needs something more than just a normal, like, slow 6-8 beat because right. that's just going to kind of pull away from it. And Dave kind of came up with this cool, like, uh, hi-hat snare part, and um, it just keeps it busy. It keeps it moving, which also kind of feels like early emo kind of stuff to me, you know, kind of a busier drum over a pretty part. Right. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that was just the communication I had with them, that, and that's their interpretation of it. So I'm super stoked what they came up with. It's really interesting. A lot of people, you know, we added Chris uh, to Emory. It's been probably a year or so ago. But when we first yeah. met several people from Chico, California, there was a band called Number One Gun. And it was really strange because we'd grown up on the East Coast with this uh, kind of slower emo, uh, you know, like the Deep Elm Records bands like Branston, yeah. Appleseed Cast. Um, what was the what was the awesome band from Deep Elm that had the cool drums and the guy? Damn it! What was the name of that band? Oh, uh, Cross My Heart. Cross My Heart. Cross. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross My Heart. Such amazing bands, and we get to Chico, and these bands are playing like that. Like right. the first iteration <laughs> of of, of uh, Number One Gun sounded like that. They were playing, and we said, "Oh man, are y'all like emo Deep Elm fans?" And no, we never heard of it. <laughs> so I think I think eventually we found out that a couple of them had listened, and that was a little bit of that influence. But it was yeah. really cool they were doing all this stuff, and so Chris has that in him. So he's right. interpreting some of the songs when we are showing him those guitar parts. I think he feels that way. He has a little bit of that old yep. school, what I would actually call the real emo. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think Dashboard Confessional is real emo. It's emotional lyrics and stuff, but, I mean, the right. real emo, uh, like Deep like Elm Mineral Records, and all that Min old oh, stuff, yeah, yeah. like 100%. super raw and just almost a little bit like, you know, it's yeah. not polished at all. It's just like Oh, yeah, raw the stuff. white octave. Uh, yeah, seven story mountain. <laughs> All this deep <laughs> element, man. That's crazy. It's taking me back. But uh, uh, so that that is uh, one aspect that's neat about this record. Chris, it's kind of all over this record, and it's really cool yeah. because he's interpreting things that we wrote, and he's writing guitar parts and stuff that just fit our vibe so well. I think it really does give a little bit of a throwback feel to what how Emory started that that first record, and maybe even a little bit before that with our Columbus Eat the. If y'all ever remember that, I don't know if that's a little side history. We our first record was called the Columbus Eep The, uh, and we thought it'd be funny. Most people do EPs. Yeah. We thought I think it was Seth or somebody said let's call yeah. it Eep The, and we were all died laughing, and so that's why we called it the Columbus. It's funny. A funny the. story regarding that, real quick, is I remember I didn't go. It was like you had to go to Kinkos. To, we had to go to Kinkos or whatever oh, to yeah. make our to print out our things. Yeah, we went out late covers. at night. Yeah, we did it super late at night. Or yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, a few of you guys went and I didn't go and 
when you got back, it said the Columbus eat thee on it. I was like, what? What is it? What? What's eat thee? And it was some silly way to say stuff that we were doing at the time. And I was like, so you guys just decided there at Kinko's to call it Eat Thee? And so you guys were like, yeah, I guess so. We renamed like, the album without you knowing it to a joke. And that was the first thing we ever created. That was it. That was it. That was the start. That, that is very funny. I think I remember you, and now I understand. <laughs> so we're like, Devin, it's funny. We're like, yeah, but it's our record. <laughs> Nobody knows who we are. Like, I wonder if people thought Eat Thee meant like something really deep. You know what I mean? They might have, yeah. <laughs> like Latin or something like that. All right, let's play the last little bit of the song here. All right. So and that I still think like that's a throwback to old school emo as well too. That it yeah, felt that sure. way, and that's why I stayed with it. I'll, I'll say my little part here, and I, I think I mentioned this on the Back Christian Pod as well. Uh, you were singing so pretty that I tried several times to sing that part, no screaming, re- just as pretty as I could in high, and it kept cracking, and my voice yeah. it sounded like an old plumber, and I couldn't, <laughs> I just could not get it. And I was like, okay, let's just roll the dice here. You're gonna blow yeah. out your voice. You've, you've tried this like five times pretty, and it's not been pretty once. So if it's not going to be pretty, go as aggressive as you can. Right. And right. Uh, when I heard it, I was like, oh, man, this feels like the old school emo. This is really awesome. But also, it, it was, uh, in, in a way, I was embarrassed because my voice is cracking. It feels weak. It's not pretty <laughs> at all. And I didn't know what y'all would think. I, I was really right. concerned. I was like, oh, it, maybe it's too much. It, maybe it's, it's too aggressive. Maybe it makes the song not as pretty and, and what we were going with. So that that oh, yeah. is what I like. I was I was like, oh, man, I don't even. I was fifty fifty on even if y'all would like it or not. Right. Well, I knew that it was super high. You know, the the harmonies yeah. are high there, and so I remember when I first heard it, I was like, oh man, that is exactly perfect. Because I wasn't even thinking, I wasn't thinking that at all. Like I wasn't thinking screaming or any, you know, like kind of yeah. turning that. So when I heard it, I thought it added this whole other level. Like it took it to the next level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of emotional and hit. That was that's like my favorite part of the whole song. So, I'm glad your voice was cracking. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate. It. I thought for sure y'all be like, man, can't Toby just sing this one thing? Oh, <laughs> I ask him to sing Come one on, thing. Man. One thing after all these years, you can't sing one. It's about my mom and all this stuff, and he's doing this screaming thing. He can't even hit the note. Uh, no, all those years, I it's smoked, blew it for me. So. <laughs> Anyway, no, so I yeah, well, I, I'm part, really yeah. glad that that it, it. I think the way it turned out, and then the way Bo uh, really did all the mixing with it as well, yeah. um, was just it really did add something to the song. I think in the end, where I was like, man, and then uh, and just on a you know uh, editing note too, I, I remember we were you caught some of the parts because I sang full out that I was off a little bit here and there. 
uh, you know, it, it was like a really raw track. Like I, right, I was able right. to do it like once or twice and I just sent it because my voice, I blew out my voice singing, screaming that part because uh, yeah. it was so high and I was trying to, I, it's funny when you're up that high and you're trying to almost sing and scream at the same time. So I'm trying to hit a pitch because right, if, it's, right. if, it, if the pitch is off, it's going to sound even worse or crazier in my brain. This is what I was thinking. And yeah. so, uh, hitting that so i did it two times blew up my voice and i was like jess i'm sending it i'm done for tonight i can remember that and then you caught a couple of spots where it what that's, that's what's neat is i get i got to give it a completely emotional raw vocal take and then right. the band came together along with bo who who mixed it um and edited it made it tighter fixed anything that was loose so it yeah. fits and that's what's really neat about it for right. sure to me and yeah it, i love it and Sorry, and and you're right about the emo the emo kind of thing at the end there. That's what <clears throat> it felt to me like is like early emo. And then I kind of I always loved this song uh, by the Foo Fighters. That some I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, or if you're a younger guy person listening, you probably maybe you haven't. But there's a song off their album, The Color and the Shape, and you probably remember this, Toby. But uh, there's a song called February Stars. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the song, but the yeah. end is like super yeah. emotional and it's a similar right. chord progression to it. it's that one three, the one chord to the three chord is always right. really pretty. And so I did that intentionally because of that song. I was yeah. like, man, I want to do this chord progression here because it just sounds so pretty. So it was kind of a mix of inspirations from a couple different bands there. Yeah. And that and that even goes into this song because it starts out solid, then then he goes super heavy with right. yeah. you know, he sings February stars yeah, exactly. super high and loud. Uh, okay, yep. cool. Well, we'll play the whole song here just in case you haven't heard it, but you can go to Spotify, you can go to iTunes, wherever you uh, stream music. Uh, the album will be out in November. Um, and like we said, we're going to get yep. some uh, folks to song rescue some of our songs. So that's going to be fun coming up. So look out for that for the, in the next few episodes. It's going to be pretty cool. Also, remember, if you want us to write a song for you as a Christmas present or hell, a Thanksgiving present, whatever presents uh, you want, uh, we're we're gonna do some more songs. I don't know how many we're gonna be able to do. Um, so if you want a song, order it now. Uh, you can go to our website and purchase the song. But Devin and I, you can send us your lyrics, or you can send us an idea, and we will write a song for you as a present. It turned out so great last year. We had a lot of fun doing it, and I was just really impressed. Like I got to meet several of the people we wrote songs for when we were on on Emory tour or out. Uh, doing bad Christian stuff, and everybody really loved the songs we wrote, so that made me really happy. Yep. And so we are going to do it again. So send in, buy those songs yeah. right now, uh, because otherwise we uh, will sell out quick, and we only have so much time to write songs. Yeah. We want to do a good job, so make sure you do that. All right, yes. talk to y'all soon. See you. You could always see yourself in me. A brand new way to live vicariously I wanted to show you the world through my eyes But you had to let me go, just let me go so I could live my life stars dream of the days we would find something more somewhere along the way the smile left your face and life set in it changed everything we used to look at the stars and dream of the days we would find something more somewhere
Let me tell you. 